think it's always been in the back of my mind that we could also disrupt how businesses are run. Um, there's a very traditional way that large businesses operate in this country still. So yeah, disruption on all sorts of fronts. I, I hate when I feel like people are not getting the truth and I hate when I feel like they're being ripped off. And um, I hate that we make assumptions about how businesses have to be in order to be successful. I think you can be very good and run a very ethical business and share your success and that that in itself is a business strategy. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, friends. Maestro here, interrupting today's podcast to bring you a discount code. After the episode, Allison and I realized that we forgot to talk about the discount code. So here it is. Use the code MOREFRINGE, M-O-A-R-F-R-I-N-G-E, to save yourself 20% on the goods. Now, I realize you haven't listened to the episode, so you don't know what the goods are. So, tune in and find out. One more time, that code is MOREFRINGE, M-O-A-R-F-R-I-N-G-E. Courtney will drop that for you in the show notes. Alrighty, back to you, Bob. Hello, friends, Maestro here, and welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. Today, I have with me a guest that I've literally been trying to get on to the podcast since day one. And by trying to get on, I mean asking in my head because I knew she'd be like, mm, I don't really want to do that yet. But she finally agreed. And you've already heard me talk about her literally hundreds of times. She is my self-appointed mentor. She, for, for lack of a better phrase, changed my life, brought me onto rock tape, I would not be doing any of what I'm doing today if it wasn't for the help of this woman. So she didn't send me an official background, so I'm going to let her talk a bio, I guess you could say, because she's not about that life. So I'm going to let her give you that. Uh, but you already know her. You already probably love her. We talked about it a little bit on Instagram, and you folks were like, is she coming on the podcast? And so here she finally is. Without further ado, welcome to the show, my self-appointed mentor, yes. Allison Evans. Don't Welcome. You, thank you. Don't you think we should clarify right away that I do not mentor you on Instagram? <laughs> the fingerprint filter. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I'm more the maestro catalyst than the mentor. Um, but, you know, I appreciate whatever titles you give me. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for finally agreeing to come on. And by finally agreeing, I mean, I finally asked you and you were like, yes, I'll do this. It seemed yeah. like the right time. Yeah, it's um, the podcast world is definitely new for me, but I love it. I actually 
really dig having conversations like this with people. So, um, you know, sometimes you might like things that you don't think you might like. <laughs> so I'm going to try and be a good host here. And cause you know, as soon as I get a mic, I'm like, I will just keep talking, but gonna pass it over to you. And do you want to give the folks or can you give the folks some sort of background bio? Just let them know who you are in whatever capacity you want to let them know about. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think we identify by our titles, which becomes blurry um, as years go on. So I, my name's Allison. I am a chiropractor by trade. I've <clears throat> been in the industry for 20 years now. So I graduated 20 years ago. So I'm middle-aged for sure. Uh, I'm also a mom of three wonderful children and two massive dogs. And I think I identify mostly um, as kind of like a business hustler. You know, yeah. I, I have a very entrepreneurial spirit, but I am also a team player. And so for the past 20 years, I've worked uh, to grow a couple companies, 10 years for each of them. Obviously the past 10 decade, you know, I'm probably most known for the building that I did at Rock Tape and creating a platform where we met people like you um, and many other wonderful people and were able to create an education platform and a company that was seriously like no other. Um, so I started with Rock Tape in the very beginning and and I don't know if everybody knows, but Rock Tape sold a couple of years ago and I and I did I mean, I have had a feeling inside me for maybe the past five years that my next trip around the business sun would be um, on some different terms uh, for me. So my new company that has really only been alive for a couple weeks, but alive in my brain for five years is um, Fringe, and it is a company focused a lot more on holistic health. Um, and our first product line is focused on plant medicine. So uh, CBD and the cannabinoid cannabis science world. And I generally love if there's an opportunity to bring um, education, disruption and products all together into one big, you know, um, stage. So that's what I'm doing right now. Allison, talk to me more about disruption. That is a big word. What is that about? It is a big word. I think I'm yeah. very opportunistic, which sounds horrible, actually, if I was not, like a bacteria. Um, <laughs> that was a bacteria. <laughs> I'm very opportunistic. And so, you know, as the the buzz of CBD and cannabis has been obviously coming to the forefront over the past few years, I I've had a very tremendous interest in learning about it. And the more I learn about it, the more I recognize that the industry right now does not have good education um, for healthcare providers and for consumers. And I also love price disruption, meaning mm. I love when an industry is not right. And there's an opportunity to go in. I don't really actually ever love being the first into an industry. Mm -hmm. um, I just love going in and creating um, honest content and messaging and setting a price in a place where it's fair to a practitioner and a consumer, um, especially if it's something that can help somebody. I just love price disruption in that wow. uh, fashion. 
Um, and then, you know, for me, it's always, um, I think it's always been in the back of my mind that we could also disrupt how businesses are run. Um, there's a very traditional way that large businesses operate in this country still, and they um, typically aren't run by a woman, um, and they aren't run by a woman who is, I guess you could say, a, a true, true team player, meaning wanting to share, you know, the success of of our growth with with a group of people. So yeah, disruption on all sorts of fronts. I, I hate when I feel like people are not getting the truth, and I hate when I feel like they're being ripped off. And um, I hate that we make assumptions about how businesses have to be in order to be successful. I think you can be very good and run a very ethical business and share your success and that that in itself is a business strategy. I am right now writing down the time there because I think that's going to be the teaser. I usually let my, and by usually I mean always, let's let my editor pick the teaser but that last part was so fucking good and you folks listening you i'm certain in that little uh blip there were like i see why my show has allison as a mentor everything that she just said there and there's a better way and having the confidence to actually go and do something about it i think a lot of people kind of think about it and they're like yeah it just doesn't feel right it takes a different kind of person to be like i'm gonna now go do something yeah about it yeah, for sure. I mean, I am comfortable with risk. Um, and I think that's because I have had not a lot and I've had a lot and neither of them translate to a, like a specific happiness. You know, mm -hmm. if anything, you're probably typically most happy when you have less. Um, so I, I'm not, risk for me is something I'm more comfortable with, but listen, I think a lot of people are more risk adverse. And I think that that's where a team mentality really works for me because I can recognize that I can recognize that everybody has a role on a team and that, you know, they're, I'm out front right now, definitely putting a lot on the line and, and sort of leading with some bold courage right now. But I also have people on the team who maybe are a little less comfortable with risk, but they're willing to risk, you know, in their zone um, mm -hmm. to join and jump into this, you know, journey with me. So yeah, um, risk is a weird word. It is, but it all makes sense what you're saying. And I'm not like huge about reading. I'm not the best with it, but uh, both things that you said there, one about uh, you said you don't like being the first and this discussion about risk. Uh, what is his name? Adam Grant actually talks about that in his book, Originals. Mm -hmm. At least the parts that I got through. Um, and it all makes sense. And one, not being the first makes total sense. It's extremely risky to be the first because there's no proof of concept. Correct. It's actually better to be second. And so you, what you typically see in successful entrepreneurs like yourself is that they are uh, selectively risky. And it's not just like, oh, throw money here and just do this fucking thing and like don't do any research. What they've done is put things in place in certain areas. And you just said that where you have a team behind you, you have all these years of experience behind you, which allows you to take calculated risks in certain areas that end up not being as risky as it may seem outwardly because of all the experience, because of the people that are on your side, uh, because of the track record, uh, because of the things you have in place where you've done you know, things yeah. that have gotten you to a, you know, a point of success so that allows you to do these other things. So it all makes 
total sense. I freaking love what you said about the price disruption. That is just price disruption. uh, You know why? I'm an incredibly frugal person. So price disruption hits like ticks so good serious boxes in my life. And so I have a very righteous thing in me when I feel like people are being ripped off because I think I understand commerce and I think I understand that there's more than enough to go around if we play fair. And when I feel like people aren't playing fair, I just get, you know, I mean, I've got some fires that get lit in me and that's definitely one of them where I'm like, oh, wow, that's a $90 widget. It only needs to be a $40 widget. It's super helpful for people. It'd be a hell of a lot more helpful if it was $40 and everyone could make their piece. So yeah. I get fiery. Um, You know, it's funny talking about risk. It makes me think about when we first met, because I think that you're dead on in that I have a lot of experience. And so I, I just have comfort and I sort of have proof of concept. But I think that there are stages to risk. And your story yeah. is such a good um It's such a good indicator of that. Obviously, I follow you on Instagram. I I clearly don't listen to enough of what you say because I still can't figure out my Instagram (laughs) stories. But when we first met, you were like at this, you knew you needed change and you knew you needed to make a leap and you just needed um, a door to open, you know? And so our first conversations in you leaving your practice and coming and teaching for rock tape, essentially full-time. I mean, like that is what I call moderate risk because I was promising you something, but it certainly wasn't the stability of a nine to five. Um, And that is a very fun time to think about. Because before I let Allison get into that, <laughs> that's a time. Oh my god, it's uh, I'm going to derail this whole podcast <laughs> to talk about the polos you used to wear and... on brand. I still have them, and I make reels with them, and people relate to it. They're like, "Yes, I, I, I see this. I know. You I still agree. have all the starch in you now. I there. You just got a tatted arm, and yeah, you sweat a lot more." <laughs> yeah. First thing Allison said, I thought you'd be bigger, and I was like, "Well." Well, Ben. <laughs> yeah, this I, is me. But it was my my favorite part of Rock Tape, hands down. It was a really hard company to leave, um, because my favorite part was obviously I loved growing our instructor team, but way more than growing our instructor team was being able to be the catalyst. Honestly, so much more than a mentor to be the catalyst in a lot of people's lives for making a change in their profession. And maybe I never realized that I was sort of lending some of my courage, you know, that's it to them. Yeah. But that to me has been the best and it never really, it's not really attached to a company because I still follow what everyone's doing. And yeah, I have like an essence of pride, you know, for, my role in, in helping people take a leap. That what you said there about lending courage nailed it. So yeah. it definitely in coming on to being brought on to Rocked, I was so much just looking for a change and, you know, starting with Perry and going to the courses and realizing that it was a different way to do things. And then when you reached out and, and offered this job that I was like, I don't, it's gotta be better than what I'm currently doing. 
But yeah. I've always had, you know, a, a tremendous belief in myself and um, that I could figure things out. But when you express someone else in a position of power, express yeah. that that belief, like you can do this, and I see you, and I I want you to do this thing, lending that courage, and that's I love that phrase that you use. That was everything. I was like, all right, we're fucking doing it. Like I left my job two months later. I was like, I'll do both, and I was like, just kidding, just gonna do this, and. Yeah, that was huge. So crazy. You fast tracked it too. I mean, yeah. I feel like you then basically became a a role model for a lot of the other instructors. Like, you can do this slowly or not. You know, <laughs> kind of up to you. Um, just depends on how much work you want to put in. I'm hearing the kids. I think in the background, and I kind of oh. want to use that not as a segue, but Dear God, oh, I'm. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm locked in a room upstairs. They come to the door. Um, they're not even allowed in right now. In terms of uh, kids, family belief, I want to tie it all together. Where does this come from for you, Allison? You are different. You're not like everybody else. You have this confidence. You have this willingness to disrupt. You show up differently than anyone I've ever met, especially any other woman I've ever met. Where does that come from? I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of, uh, for everybody comes from how we were raised as much as we would maybe love or hate, you know, to believe that I had, I don't ever remember ever once having a feeling like I couldn't do something. So uh, that has to be, you know, from my parents. Um, my, my mom is an incredibly um, supportive person in my life. And I just literally never remember feeling criticized or judged mm -hmm. and just felt like I could do really whatever I wanted. And now I have a 12 year old daughter who also believes that she can do whatever she wants. And I'm, I'm not in her way. I mean, I'm basically parenting just like my mom did. I'm here to support. I'm here to listen. I drive around a lot, which I know you know a lot about. And I'm just like, if you know it, you can do it. You know, I'm, I'm not here to put even a single doubt um, in her mind because I never had one in mine. So I, I also grew up pretty poor um, and have a, have always had a relatively really strong desire um, to for that not to be mm -hmm. something that repeats itself. So sort of like a really conscious, you know, belief that I had to change some cycles uh, and it, and it has, it's led me to be pretty relentless in my pursuit of what I would consider superficial success, just mm -hmm. financial success. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if we're being real, that, uh, that allows people you know, to do things. That's it. In their lives. Can't so lie. I, I, yes. I don't try to shy around it. No. You know, I, I grew up with not a lot and I, um, I support my parents now in their retirement and, you know, I have a three kids, so I have a lot of responsibility, but I, um, yeah, I still don't have a doubt. You know, I don't, it's sort of like you, I just don't, I work very hard and I know that if I know an industry, and I know what I need to do. I, I'm not looking for a shortcut ever. Um, I just, you know, put my head down and put in the time. And I and I don't, 
really entertain those. I mean, think everybody has it. It would be lying of me to if I said I didn't have those little voices. Yeah. Where like, Are you sure you should do this? This is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> I have them and I listen to them and then I, I put them away. Would you say that you look to or are looking to or look to uh, run a company in the same way that you look to parent? Are there similarities there? I think so, because I um, am really looking for a group of people who are intrinsically motivated, including my children. Um, I really am. I, I like working with people who can really own their shit, you know, like know their lane, um, work for it like it's their own, have an ownership mentality, which I've always had, even if I was pumping gas or waiting tables or whatever jobs I ever had, I owned it. And so now I really have, you know, the beginnings of a team where they're really not looking to me, you know, to say, yes, you can do that. Or no, you can't do that. That's, that's not my, that's not my jam. Now my, I have nine-year-old twin boys and I do need them right now to say, can I do that? Or can I not? But the interesting thing about having a 12 year old daughter is she knows, you know, she knows what she should be doing and what she shouldn't be doing. And, you know, the same goes for the people at fringe. So yeah, I, I am uh, not a jack of all trades at all. I think some people are, I'm not one of them. So I, I look to hire my weaknesses and really mm-hmm. partner with my weaknesses because I have some significant strengths in what I bring to the table in a business and I have some significant weaknesses. So uh, for me, I'm, I'm somebody who just is, um, I don't have any ego attached to that. With that, I like that. With that, in terms of building a team, there's definitely an underlying overlying, overarching, main, I don't know what the word is, trust that has to be there. Yeah. Did you cultivate that in yourself? You just, like, how do you, can you do that? Like, you're like, yes, I get it. The people will fill a void uh, that you can't do. And perhaps that's enough for you. And you're like, yeah, well, I, I can't do that thing. So I can just, you know, I'll hire this person yeah. to do that. Has it always been like that? Is this a skill that you learned? Can you talk to me about that a little bit? I don't know. Um, I'm trusting by nature. It's Canadian. That's it what is, it is. It might be Canadian. I have Canadian <laughs> blood. I also feel like I'm very accepting by nature. Maybe that's non-judgmental, meaning I'm... Um, it's very bizarre. I actually have tried to figure out, am I like a super chill type A? I'm not a perfectionist, but no. yet, am I a perfectionist? Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, I know what all my personality types are, but it doesn't really answer this question. I am trusting by nature and I hope that that never changes. And that's not to say that there hasn't been, you know, scenarios in my life that have shaked my trust Mm-hmm. Um, in certain people, of course, there has been, but I think I've just um, chosen to, you know, believe the best like in people that. always. So, yeah. So like trusting that. by nature, it's much, yeah. uh, life is much easier, by the yeah. way, if you truly believe people are doing 
and trying their best. It just yeah. becomes a lot easier. That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. With that and this building a team and running a company and believing there's a better way to do it, a different way to do it. Yes. There really is, by the way. <laughs> Which I want to I want to tease that, that out, but I want to tease out to start that with. So within Rock Tape, you folks listening, I, I've probably said it before. Allison was the mom. And you folks know I have a soft spot for moms and just think they're superheroes and they're the best. And within Rock Tape, Allison was the mom. And I said to Allison, if you ever leave, I am leaving. Because <laughs> in my opinion, when mom leaves, you get the fuck out of there. You're like, all right, I'm done. Like... I, th I imagine like a, you know, some sort of bird, some sort of goose. And you see like the little ducklings going behind you. Like, mom's going over there. So now we, we go there too. How is it that you are able, because it's not a past tense thing. How is it that you are able to both care and, and literally be a mom and also turn a profit in a business? I think that folks assume in many cases, and I think my listeners know it's not mutually exclusive, but I think that the general business world would have us believe that it is, that they're, they're different things. There's a, there's a dichotomy there. Yeah. You care for the employees. You care. You literally would, will change things for us and go to bat for us and make sure that your employees are okay and also turn a profit. How do you do that? I, I think they should be synonymous. Um, the fact that we even think that they mm -hmm. shouldn't be synonymous, obviously, is what I'm looking um, to change. So to me, investing in the people is the most important thing for the financial health of the company. And Rock Tape was a tremendously great example yes. of that. Yes. So we had 40 people who taught for us who were never given an ounce of sales training. They never needed to be told to sell Rock Tape um, in any way, shape, or form. They worked um, for, you know, I think I've realized now that a lot of people worked for us, you know, myself and the other leaders in the team, and they worked for each other. And that that is way more powerful yes. um, than working for a sticky tape or yeah. a really cool roller or a tool or what have you. So to me, and Anthony, who operates Fringe, has such a conviction about this too. So he's like, the opposite of me in skill set. He's tremendously detail oriented and loves spreadsheets and 50 million things on a list <laughs> and, you know, doing all that. And I'm like, that's great because I want to go spread the message and share the mission and bring people into this family. And he wants to, you know, be back in the engine doing everything. But both of us believe strongly that investing in your people is what turns your profit. Yes. Period. Absolutely. So there's some basics for running a company, which is obviously knowing your margins, which mm -hmm. surprisingly yeah. not a lot of people know. <laughs> I think they get really excited about what they make, but if you make a million dollars and spend a million dollars, mm -hmm. it's kind of embarrassing. So <laughs> You it's know, kind of knowing, embarrassing. it's really embarrassing. So knowing your margins is like business one-on-one. I'm a chiropractor. I've not had any business education. I just know, you know, if I'm, if I'm charging for a service and I'm charging a hundred dollars and I have 10 of those services a day, but my overhead is $120 for an hour, then 
I have a problem, you know? And um, so that's a, a kind of a business basic, but I do, I do think that that's the, the intangible thing is how you genuinely feel about the people you're serving on your team, you know? And I think a lot of people have the mentality, like these people work for me and I've never, ever, ever felt that way. I literally felt like I worked for all of you guys all the time. Um, that's, it was so special at rock tape. I, I know it was, you nailed it when you, and I think we all, I think we all just viewed it as like, we work for each other. We work, you know, for, with, on this thing and we're doing this together. Like none of us would have thought twice about like a flight gets canceled. Okay. Well, guess what? I guess I'm driving 12 hours and I will stay Uh, awake and then go teach. It's not, you don't even think twice about it. You're just like, that's absolutely something that, that you would do. For your friends. Like there's a, you know, you yeah, folks know yeah. I love me some country music and there's a song, you find out who your friends are. And it talks, it's basically about like when shit hits the fan, the people that show up, those are your friends. And that's what I think about with rock tape. You're like, oh, no tape got sent. We're going to figure it out and we're not going to bitch about it. Like this is yeah. what you do. This is your family. These are your your closest friends. Like, yeah. And it's, it's almost indescribable because it's not like you would have been letting me down. There was a family unit, which I'm obviously looking to create that at fringe as well that you create this family unit where we're all you know motivated enough to be working for each other and and some people aren't motivated that way you know some people um whether they've been conditioned you know to be motivated differently but you know we're not looking to have an authoritative motivation motivational structure, um, at fringe. And we didn't have it at rock tape either. Yeah. It was the craziest thing because I would often say like, Oh my God, so many things have gone wrong right now. And look at what this team, you know, is, is doing. So yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, I have to give kudos to Greg and the company that he grew, um, at rock tape because I took a lot of notes, you know, I was like a student of that business, like, like nobody else could have imagined. And I think I knew very early on at rock tape that however the story for me at rock tape ended, that the next time would be me out front. So tell me that Allison, what is the message? What is the mission of fringe? What's going on this time? Yeah. So fringe is, uh, you know, a company centered around again, um, educating both healthcare professionals and consumers and obviously providing amazing products. Um, That's like the generic, you know, description of it. I think on a, on a bigger, fluffier note, um, the word fringe means unconventional and um, it's interestingly considered negative in the chiropractic profession to, describe chiropractors as unconventional or fringe or with even even within the chiropractic profession there's certain chiropractors that refer to other chiropractors as fringe anywhere somewhere along the line everybody got messed up with what this word means because it really does mean unconventional or different or you know outside of the box and i feel like this go around those are the people we're looking for the people that are proud you know, to say that that's where they find their personal growth and business growth is like pushing those edges um, or borders, you know, Mm -hmm. which is another definition of fringe. 
um, I, I want people to be very proud to be affiliated with a company that is willing to say, wow, that's different. I never thought of it that way. I've never heard of that before. Instead of dismissing things we don't, you know, know about. Um, so Fringe is obviously a very open-minded new wellness company, um, very focused on whole person health. So a little different than the past 10 years, kind of bringing in more uh, mindfulness and mental health um, aspects to our teachings and product lines. And um, yeah, I think that's a kind of a good summary. I, I mean, I could go literally on and on forever. I'm insanely passionate about education. And so bringing education to healthcare providers, fitness professionals, really anyone who's interested in health and wellness, I have a goal with Fringe to do that very differently. And I am going to do that. <laughs> Why educate? I was written down on my whiteboard here in circle. Why education? Why is that a staple? Why has that always been? Why are you so Oh, God. He, anybody could have made good tape. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Rock tape had yeah. nothing to do with it being extra sticky tape. I think that uh, messaging and a mission and empowering people through opening their minds and their hearts a little bit more is what you will have to do if you want to have a successful product in the future. So... Um, I don't consider it any other option to run a business any other way than to empower people with information um, centered around. Uh, uh, right now, we have obviously we have a, a CBD or plant-based medicine line of products. I would I would be not nearly as excited if we didn't have information for people to learn that accompanied those products. Love it. Yeah. Plug it real quick, Allison. Plug it. Yeah. What does the where does where does this education live? Yeah. How is this being dispensed, dispersed? Tell yeah. me the things. Jo uh, joinfringe.com. All the education right now is streaming live or streaming online. Excuse me. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we head back into the live education world. Mm. Um, but right now it's all online. There's some free videos on joinfringe.com and then there's some videos that can be purchased for professional uh, continuing education credits as well so I hope to really disrupt continuing ed yes. and what people believe that to be I I think that people like you and many of our other instructors proved to me a long time ago that being educated and being entertained should be happening together. Yes. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I have been enthralled in a documentary in which I've learned so much more in a documentary through storytelling and culture and interviews and, you know, um, just visually being much more stimulated than I have in a continuing education seminar at some hotel with distracting rug patterns <laughs> it hides the dirt it has to be like that so bad so you know i'm really um right now for fringe we started with a line of cbd so fun to disrupt that industry and also start to help people understand how much it can help them but i um 
you know, we obviously, I think you know this, but I, I always try to have a vision of what five years mm-hmm. looks like for me. And I hope in five years from now that Fringe is a place that people go to and get lost in learning and storytelling and entertainment. Yeah. What, what does actually, which question do I want to ask first? Uh, I'm going to stay in line with this and then I'm going to circle back. Let me write down. Cause I will forget otherwise. Okay. So what is disrupting the CBD industry look like? What is it currently? It's and what so the heck easy. is it's that? Like, it's so, and that's the opportunist in me, the parasite, yeah. I guess. That I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Um, the CBD industry right now. So statistically 50% of consumers are interested in buying CBD, have bought CBD and, and want to know what CBD does. And so when the consumers have spoken, the rest of us honestly need to listen. So the problem with the industry right now is it's not regulated, which means it's kind of like the wild, wild west. And there's some bad cowboys that are getting away with, you know, um, selling really bad quality products with obviously wrought with improper messaging to the consumer. I firmly believe that the way that that changes is with regulation and obviously with healthcare providers stepping up and listening to the consumer, which is that they're buying these gummies at the grocery store to help them sleep and it's helping them sleep. They're buying some, you know, oil at the whole foods and they're taking it for their low back pain and it's helping their low back pain. And Mm -hmm. I think what we are in now is a consumer healthcare industry and we've been in it for a long time and you can listen or you can get left, you know, behind. So right now in the CBD industry, um, value is easy to disrupt. So what are you getting for the price that you are paying and how well is it working in your body? Um, those take a little bit of time. They cost a little more money to make a good quality product. And we have nailed that um, at Fringe. So we are making water-soluble CBD. So it doesn't taste like you're chewing on a pine tree. It is enjoyable to take and it's really readily available for your body to absorb it. So it's like four to five times the amount of absorption of a water-soluble CBD product than it is of an oil. So if I'm paying 60 bucks for a CBD product, I'd like to know that I'm getting what I paid for that I'm not getting, you know, five to 10% of it available to me. So disrupting the quality of the product is great. Unfortunately, the CBD industry, because it's not regulated right now, there needs to be uh, companies that are leading with proper safety and testing. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal. Uh, in the CBD industry right now. So we test at three stages during production and we're loud about it. And we put, you know, scan codes on our packages so people can go see what we test for. We won't have to do that someday because it'll get regulated and most of the, you know, bad guys will be out of business. Um, And then right now, most people are learning about what CBD does from marketing departments, which Mm -hmm. is kind of a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have um, a lot of content on CBD. And the crazy thing is, is I feel like we haven't even come close to scratching the surface on 
the content that we will be delivering on CBD, the endocannabinoid system, cannabis, hemp, you know, that's a, I, I would hope that in the next coming years that people look to fringe and they're like, oh, if you want to know about CBD and the research that supports it and the clinical evidence that's out there, just go to fringe because they're the people. I hope you folks listening to this, Allison has a very uh, interesting way presenting such like huge fucking information, but is like Canadian and very mellow about it. Uh, whereas I'm over here like, I'm ready to fucking stand up and talk about this. This is a big deal because it's just like you said earlier, not being the first in the industry uh, in terms of like not being the first CBD product or plant-based uh, product on in the market. But coming in after, seeing that there's proof of concept and then being like, yo, there is a way fucking better way to do this. Correct. And at such an opportunistic, that's a great term in my in my opinion. That's a great word. It's that positive connotation. Great. Hugely opportunistic time. The right time coming off the heels of Rona and this oh, pandemic yeah. and seeing firsthand that the traditional approach to health healthcare, management, intervention. We, in addition to, you know, the pandemic, we have an opioid, realistically, we have an opioid problem. We have a, a pain epidemic is actually the, yeah. the more important thing. We don't know how to fucking manage pain. Let me back that up. We don't understand pain. We're not teaching people enough about it so they can actually do something about it. We're trying to literally manage pain, which is not what wants to have it managed. I want it to go away. Yep. We have someone coming in now, Allison Fringe, the company, and saying there is a better way to do this. And at a time where people are finally being like, I want a better way. These other things are not helping me or didn't help me or have let me down. This is incredibly, incredibly exciting to me. And I've, I've spoken with some of you, you folks listening, in terms of like uh, some of the maestro meetings I've done and the business meetings with people and the, anyone that's coming in with a non-traditional approach to health medicine and now is the time. So to have this coming in and coming in with education, which I've always believed is also the way that we are going to uh, improve, change, whatever you want to call the healthcare system. It's going to come from the bottom up. It's going to come from the consumer. It's not going to come from the top down. Yep. Uh, and then if we, we layer in with that, something that maybe seems trivial, but actually is pretty phenomenal. Uh, I love QR codes. Like, I think that they are amazing. I was so sad they didn't make it when they first came out because, like, people, like, they weren't easy to use. But now, thanks to Rona, everybody knows what they are. Everybody's using them. And I'm going to encourage you, if you do go to the store and you are purchasing something, use the QR codes because it has information. It was supposed to link you to more information. And I love that that's what Fringe is doing with their products. So you want to go see learn more things about it. It's right there at your fingertips. I freaking love all of this. And this is a really, really big, really, really big deal. Just It is. I feel like we have a pain epidemic, but we also now have a mental health yes. epidemic. And we have silently had a sleep epidemic for a really long time. And, and they're all colliding into, you know, this perfect storm that you know, CBD, I mean, people are not going to take CBD and, you know, cure their lives and, you know, be <laughs> running ultra marathons or something. But it is, the thing is, is now it's a really important piece of the puzzle that yeah. hasn't been addressed, you know, for a lot of people. And so that's what I, I love to do. I like to be 
you know, pretty kind of brutally honest about all of that, which is like, you know, if you're going to pay money for something, know what you're paying for, know when it's supposed to be working, know why it's working and, you know, buy it from people that you trust, you know, the source of where we get our shit um, matters. Yes. Yes. And people are realizing that. Even our groceries, it's like the source of where we get our shit now, it really matters. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit, Allison, because this also ties into this perfect storm, um, opportunistic time, if you will. There's a huge stigma around anything cannabis related. Yeah. And I know that Fringe is working to, you know, destigmatize this and working through that with, with the educational component of it. Can you talk to me about any barriers that you've faced or are facing and what is Fringe doing kind of on that side of things? Yeah. And, you know, the cannabis industry, it, oh, it's such a, I mean, I love it because it's a very challenging one to be in, I mm-hmm. guess you could say right now. The the history of cannabis kind of, if anyone wants to sit for a few hours and learn about that, it pretty much clears up the story. Yeah. Um, but not everyone's going to sit and listen to that. But in a nutshell, we have prohibited can- the, the plant, cannabis sativa, from our existence for the past hundred years, but we used it for 5,000 years before that. So, you know, um, a a hundred years on the timeline of humans is a little blip. And so what we're realizing now is that humans, the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom, they evolve together, they belong together. And so our bodies literally have an entire system inside them, the endocannabinoid system or the ECS that interacts with the compounds that are found in this hemp or cannabis plant. And I think the hard thing is, is we've identified with the plant recreationally as something that gets you high or stoned and have not been given the opportunity to learn that that plant really mainly was used medicinally for the 5,000 years before the hundred years we got rid of it. So the stigma is real. I mean, we were ingrained as children to be told that this is bad. I think for me, I'm focusing on destigmatizing through education, but also making products like our products don't smell and they don't taste. And Mm -hmm. that matters, you know, your experience, your sensory experience with something actually matters a lot. And so we're trying to, bring the products um, into the consumer space in a way that we can ease people into seeing how medicinal the compounds in the plant can be. Uh, We also are removing all THC from our products and that's a choice of ours right now. It's not federally legal in the United States. It is the um, psychoactive compound that's found in the cannabis plant for us, there are quite a few companies that leave very small amounts of THC in the product. I just think we're trying to introduce CBD through the medical community. We want people to feel very comfortable trying and learning about the products. We will educate on THC and tell people what we know and what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And at a day when it is, federally legal, we will probably lead that space um, through 
you know, teaching people how to use that compound to help them sleep versus, you know, using it recreationally. So it's not easy. I mean, uh, the amount of people who have probably thought at this stage that I'm in the marijuana industry is, it's probably a lot, you know, Um, but um, we'll prevail because we have the foundation of information and it's staggering. I mean, you, learned a bunch of it with us too yeah exactly it's fascinating and is is that available that portion that especially that joe did about just even the name marijuana and yes yeah it's um it is on our website joinfringe.com it's on our learn tab and there's like a a 10 minute free uh video on there and then there's obviously six hours of cannabinoid (laughs) science which i'm currently in the process of realizing is probably too much (laughs) Um, however, our scientific director, her name is Genevieve, she's recording another four hours. So this isn't going to end, you know, I just have to figure out how to get really good digestible content out to people. Yeah. That's a a good problem to have. And there's no such thing as too much content. It's just, yeah, I mean, the reason we don't, the reason the plant itself was eliminated, um, from America really was political and racial. That's it. Yeah. It's fucking wild. It's uh, wild. Joe started talking about that. I was like, what? And then Jennifer was like, and also, and I was like, what? Yeah. Oh. It's a crazy you know? story. It actually, I think it, the more I've learned on the, I love the farming side of the industry. I love that our products are made in U.S. farms. I love being on that side of production. But I mean, to me, I'm really drawn to history and culture when it comes to attaching meaning to something that I'm learning about or using. And so this has, I mean, I was very interested a few years ago. I'm, I don't know what the word is now, but I'm in. It made me really excited, especially going out there and hearing that side of things. I like being an early adopter. I don't want to be the first to do certain things, but when something starts taking off, I'm trying to be at the forefront with this. And learning about that and learning why we're not using certain things. And it's like basically bullshit is why we're not using certain <laughs> things. Uh, I was just like, Oh, this is fucking great. Like, yeah, let's go talk like, about disruption. Exactly. I mean, I so this is the funny thing. I mean, it's, it's so funny how this, this industry and what we're doing at fringe and then like the mission behind everything, it's just all the boxes are lit up for me right yes. now. So it's pretty fun. I mean, I'm in, um, I'm in a different gear right now than so I've good. been in a long time. It's so, so good. I remember one of the one of my most favorite parts about working for Rock Tape from the like, an outside perspective was and having that big social media presence uh, and being in the PT space. Is that just so many PTs freaking shit on modalities. And they think, especially new grads, they're like, I read one study and it doesn't work. Yeah. And then to have me, who they would follow for other reasons, be like, I love tools. They'd be like, but wait a minute. I was told yeah. they're bad, but I like you. And you said they're good. Oh no. Now what do I, do? what do I, it's a conundrum. Yeah. I loved, loved, loved that. And that's what I see right now with CBD. Yeah. And as it moves towards, you know, the whole entire plant uh, and to be on the forefront of that and to be like, you like me, you trust me. And here's something that you have stigmatized, bastardized, shied yeah. away from myself included. And now being like, oh, like this is really exciting to me. Like yeah. you, so you, you get to disrupt. Which is so funny because that was tools. You can only imagine 
what it's been like with me talking to some PT groups. Exactly. Like weeks about <laughs> cannabis. I'm like, you know, you're probably going to be ready in about 20 years to talk Literally. about this. But yes. <laughs> here's what I want you to know right now. Your patients are in the grocery store. That's it. And they're in pain and they're not sleeping and they're having trouble with their stress and their anxiety and they are buying CBD. That's it. And all I'm requesting is that you learn why. I don't care if you don't want to carry CBD products, but I care that the connection of information comes from the healthcare provider. And so I'm going to get probably a little louder about that in the coming days here and just, you know, the PT group that I just reached out to recently, which I obviously had worked a ton with at Rock Tape, they were like, yeah, no, you know, we're not interested in the CBD space right now, which is a very typical, you know, response. And I responded saying, I totally understand your patients are buying it and they're using it for their pain. So if you'd like to provide the education to your clinicians, I'd be happy, you know, to step in and, and answer their questions, you know, so exciting. So, you know, so, so, so exciting. I know. So So uh, a little rebellious side of me, obviously that gets, you know, that I'm just like, Oh, this is fun. You know, this, this should be interesting. It's, I mean, tape did the same thing. Like I remember patients coming in. That's, that's why I took a taping class because patients came in using it. And I was like, well, should probably go figure this out and learn about this then because Kelly's using it and she doesn't know shit about origin and insertion. So let me go in and it's helping her. Yep. Let me go and do this. Like you listening to this, if you are, my people are so good. They're already on, on board with this. But for those of you that are maybe like, wait, what? You know, listen to your people, and that's where we're. That's why we do this. That's why we're in this in this business is to help people. No one goes into, you know, massage, PT, any of that to like make a million dollars. But you don't. You don't. You, you, that's not why you go into it. You go into to help people. And when your patients are coming to you, your patients and clients are coming to you and saying, "I have something that helps me." You better listen. Uh, yep. Better yeah, listen. and then they. It, it, yeah, it's so. That is such a good sort of conclusion to all of this is the consumers have spoken yes and um and now it's our job to make sure that what they're getting and what there we go is right there mm-hmm. we go allison was a really big um uh, what is the word uh force in moving me into the online space with uh tools especially i was really resistant and she's just always been like this it's disruption and, and seeing like hey this is, people are doing it anyway so like let's give them the best uh i remember when i was like trying to re- it was like right in the beginning with tools the tools school street course we have and starting to want to record it for i don't know what i don't know if it was cross country or pezzy or vine what the name was at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just being like they're already doing it so let's make sure that they're getting the right stuff. And I was super, I was like, but you can't like make sure they're doing it right. Like it's through the screen and you're like, but they're already doing it. And yeah. I was like, so resistant. And now I'm like, everybody's online. Everybody go online. It's the way to go. So you know, Allison has always been uh, so good with the, with listening. You know, I don't want to say foresight, but listening and then being like, yeah, okay. It's being, this is what's happening. Now let's do it better. And let's make sure that our people get the highest quality, the best information. Like, I mean, sometimes what's happening doesn't make sense to us and we feel like it should be another way, but it doesn't matter. It's happening, you know, and it's like trying to understand it and accept it and then realize where you fit in to play a role in it is 
that's the thing. Otherwise you just feel like you're fighting everything, you know, and um, that's just not an easy, easy path to take. So yeah, it's so funny. I mean, it's, I feel like literally overnight you went to work one day in red spandex were like taking videos of yourself <laughs> had tattoos everywhere. And I was like, well, I think it worked. I mean, I was concerned for her <laughs> in the beginning, but I think we're good here. I'm going to like take this box and move on to hiring the next one. <laughs> it worked out. It did. It did. I know. Uh, it's so so um, we have talked about, I'm looking at, and I think it's probably going to be the title too. Education, disruption, and product development. That is Allison. That's what she stands for. We've talked about education. We talked about disruption. But before I let you go, can we talk a bit about the actual product? I did get a question on the Instagram about the broad spectrum versus the isolate. Can you talk about what you have? Yeah. And like, yeah, talking about that. So the biggest thing that is we are making water-soluble CBD powders. So we are taking the oils. And instead of presenting them to the body in oil format, which is really hard to digest and absorb, we create this emulsion or this like shell around the oil little particles and present it to the body in a way that it can be readily absorbed. It doesn't taste like anything and just a ton of value for your money. So it's, um, we made a CBD isolate powder, which is just concentrated CBD for anyone new to trying CBD, I feel like that's a great way to start. It's one compound. You're able to know that it is just CBD that you're taking. You can introduce it. CBD in low doses, um, which is hard to define because dose is something that you kind of have to figure out for yourself. But Mm -hmm. CBD in lower doses um, has been shown to help tremendously with pain, inflammation, mood stabilization, focus. So it's super nice to take in the day. Um, and then CBD at higher doses has been shown to be sedative. Um, and so we made a daily dose, took taking our best stab at what we think would be a good starting place for people. And their job is to pay attention to how they feel you know, and, um, we're not in the industry of selling something that isn't working for you. So this is not a vitamin, you know, C that you just take every day. Cause your doctor told you to, this is something that you should take it. And, you know, you should be like, wow, you know, I am feeling a little, you know, more sort of focused or calm in my mind or my, you know, pain has gone from an eight to a five. And more importantly, probably on the sleep front is, actually improving, you know, that recovery and restfulness of their night. So that is the isolate. And then we do have a broad spectrum. So the cannabis plant has hundreds of compounds in it. And there is a lot of belief that those compounds synergistically work together. We don't necessarily don't believe that. Um, I think in theory, it does make sense. There's just not a ton of science yet to support it. But we wanted to offer a product that had all the other minor compounds um, in it as well. So our broad spectrum product has a ton of CBD and then a whole bunch of uh, minor compounds uh, in it as well to, and it could be something that does help people more than the CBD isolate. Again, it's something, you know, that people would have to try out. And then we have a lotion that is amazing and 
when you put CBD on your skin, it does not help you sleep and it does not help your mood. It helps with localized pain. Um, and it also is really amazing for skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis, that sort of thing. So the lotion is super concentrated CBD and then just organic essential oils. And um, that industry is wrong right now. People are paying $90 for a tub of CBD cream that's like 20% menthol. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why'd you just go put some ice on? This is not making any sense. And so to me, I didn't want to confuse people with that lotion. If CBD lotion is what helps your pain or swelling or skin conditions, then buy CBD lotion. If your pain is helped with menthol, then buy menthol. It's 10 bucks at Walgreens, you know? So that one is going to be fun, especially in the chiropractic industry, because- you know, I'm going to go in there with some bold truth. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is $45. It's not $90 and it's highly concentrated CBD. And when you use it and it helps you, then that's, that's, that's great. It. Yeah. It's so all good. That's so good. Uh, you folks listening, in case you are wondering, that is what I like the most. Uh, and when Allison was yeah. coming up products, I was like, but also is there topical? Cause that's yeah. historically what I've, um, it's just, you know, quote unquote, we'll say works, uh, yeah. for me. So that is what I use. I've, I've shared that in my stories with you folks as well. Um, but yeah, I did want Allison to talk about the, can you talk about the names too? What is what? Yeah. Fringe Mana is our CBD isolate and that I, all the names come from sort of like a meaning in another culture centered around health and wellness. So Mana is a really typical, um, Hawaiian culture, meaning of sort of like power or spiritual power. Fringe Henko is a Japanese meaning actually that means sort of like changing, uh, adapting to changing environments um, mm-hmm. from um, some really cool stories in Japanese culture. And then Fringe Misa is the lotion, which is in in the Swedes call that just to, you know, um, put their feet up, relax. Take some Mother. time out. And it's interesting that you love the ocean, uh, the lotion so much and the ocean um, <laughs> because I was just met with somebody this morning and I said, here's the thing. If people are being honest about dosage, then it requires you to learn about like how CBD actually works in your body. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we have compounds in our body that relate to the CBD that we take and they're called cannabinoids in our body. They're called endocannabinoids and they're compounds in the most simplistic form that make us feel good, you know? Um, and when we are leading a very clean life, meaning, you know, really good exercise, really good time outdoors, time with people we love, um, clean diet, um, all those things that we know we're supposed to do when we have that really working for us, those levels of cannabinoids in our body are at a really healthy tone. And so taking a CBD powder um, daily may not be something where you notice, you know, uh, a ton with it because you have a really good endocannabinoid tone. But if you're on uh, a trip traveling or something like that, and you would need it like situationally to help you go to sleep in a time zone or like, you know, if you've got Mm -hmm. something coming up, then you may become someone who's more of a situational, you Mm -hmm. know, like supplement user. Mm -hmm. Whereas unfortunately the majority of people 
have a pretty high level of chronic stress and poor diet and not enough exercise and not enough time outdoors. So they take the powder and are like, whoa. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I'm, I feel better. It's almost like, it's not like you feel euphoric because you don't, you just feel, I think um, the best description of it is stasis, right? Like you, Mm -hmm. you just, all of a sudden you don't feel the anxiety. It's not like you feel bliss and joy. You just don't feel that edge. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that your feedback is super helpful. Everyone's feedback these first couple of weeks has been so helpful because I've had a ton of people say, oh my God, the powder is amazing for me in the afternoon. Mm. I would not have pegged that for the life of me, um, that people are using it to kind of stabilize mood and energy in the afternoon. Mm. Yep. You know, I'm like, that's amazing. And then other people obviously sleep and pain have been huge feedback. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's a, uh, that's a rambling, but at the end of the day, it is super personal. Um, how you respond to something that alters a chemistry inside you that relates to your health. Such You make the segue so easy. So two parts there. Number one, uh, I love that there's such an ownership being placed on the consumer. Like that, it has to be the way. It can't just be like, oh, we're going to tell you everything. We're going to tell you how you feel, which is what got us into the fucking predicament in the first place because we've stripped people of their ownership or just, I don't even know if we stripped it. We've just not encouraged them to have it. So I love that it's taking ownership of your health. You have to be your own best scientist and be like, does, do I feel better if I take it now? Do I, do I need it more localized? Uh, Do I need it more kind of in certain situations and not all the time? How are the rest of my life? I love that. And then number two, which I was going to bring up, because uh, you have it in the signature, uh, is personal. I it love is that. Personal. Yeah. The, all of it right now. Yeah. Like the starting of the company, oh. the way we're approaching the people who work at the company, our customers. Super personal. So good. <laughs> Last it's thing. way nicer than saying it's opportunistic. Because <laughs> that. I mean, I'd, I'd buy that. I'd be like, fuck yes. Let's give me, give me two. That's our tagline. <laughs> Not only is our name controversial, but now our tagline is we're opportunistic. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. The 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 last thing I want to talk about before I, I let you go is I'm I am cognizant of the time. The website and Instagram, and maybe it's because the other ones were taken, but I also know that you're very um intentional with things. Yeah. It's join fringe. Yeah, I think the most rewarding future for me will be that we cultivate a community of health and wellness people and consumers um, that come together and support one another. That is, you don't, I mean, you know, we're not selling that. That is something that comes about if you do the job right. So joinfringe.com means that I'm thinking about the future and that that website and what it stands for will be a heck of a lot more than just, you know, selling awesome CBD products um, and education. So, yep, joinfringe.com. It's the most rewarding thing that came from Rock Tape and it was the hardest thing to leave was the community. And now it's time to build a new one. It is. Yeah. And I mean, those things don't really end, you know, your relationships go everywhere with you. And so the support for Fringe has been 
you know, overwhelming some days where I'm just like, whoa, this is really great, you know, to feel everybody cheering for me. And, um, and then eventually, you know, they should feel me cheering for them way more. So good. So good. So good. So Allison, uh, I ask everyone this question. It's the last question. I'm going to let you go after that. It's the last question. Um, Actually, before I do that, one more time, folks, you can check everything out at joinfringe.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, And also, you can check it out uh, on the Instagrams uh, at joinfringe. So it's all there. Check it out. If you have any questions, uh, you can direct them towards me, and then I'll direct them somewhere else. Do you have an info account there, Allison? Um, it's hi at joinfringe.com Amazing. or help at joinfringe.com. Easy peasy. All the things are there. So the final question then that I have for you is, is there anything that you would like to, any kind of message that you would like to leave the people with? Yeah. Um, I feel like the message now for me for sure is that you know, having the courage to do anything different, um, is really just a part of putting in the work ethic and, um, sort of one foot in front of the other. So I think a lot of people have said, man, that must take, you know, so much courage to do what you're doing. You're so brave. I am not comfortable with that. I think way more people have, this ability than they give themselves credit for. Um, so my message, you know, often is get a little more uncomfortable. I love it. Yep. I That's love all. it. I, I'm not going to go into the cold or anything else, but I, I dig it. Yeah. Get a so, little more uncomfortable. You know, and I feel like that message is even stronger for me with other women. Um, we could do a whole podcast about that, but that is, um, that means a lot to me to be able to mentor women like you and other women that have been on our team and, and just be like, listen, there's, there are some things that we can't even put words to that we don't even understand that are stacked against us. But I'm telling you, if you let those fire you up, it is like a fuel, like no other. So, um, yeah. I often am asked, like, do you have, not do you have something to prove? I don't think anyone has asked me that. But I often feel like I'm trying to prove myself. And I I really hate that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that 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 didn't come from my parents. It didn't come from my upbringing. I feel like that is because I've worked in an incredibly male-dominant industry for 20 years. And... I have felt like I've had to prove myself and and my goal is to not feel that way, you know, at all um, moving forward. And I hope that this platform sort of shatters that. There it is. There's the big, hairy, audacious goal. I know. There it is. And it's happening. Like, I know you just said that your goal is to not feel that way, but I would expand on that and say that you don't want other women to feel that way. And that's fucking awesome. No, I just think, you know, it's like, you can take 
things like that and they can fuel you. So instead of yeah. me feeling like I've got things stacked against me, I get fired up. Like I'm ready to take them Let's on, go. you know? So, um, yeah, I'm a little scrappy probably. <laughs> <laughs> she take As soon as the hair comes down, folks, yeah. you're ready. Maybe we should leave this with the fact that I promise anyone who's listening to this, that I will hold the greatest professional health and wellness event once a year and I'll make it in Southern California. So Shante doesn't even have, she can walk there. I'll make it so Shante can walk there. Um, that is something I love to do. And I'm so looking forward to doing uh, just once a year where we can all come together and, um, you know, be really fueled um, for quite some time from that meeting. So good anyone listening to this if you've been to rockstock you already know you already know i know yeah you already know 2022 allison 2023 2022 would be good and it'll be small and that probably will be the best one that there is you know every year they're the best and i think rockstock was awesome but i also think our instructor summit oh yeah something that i you know coveted every year knowing that Mm -hmm. i could create something like that and bring those people together. And I think my goal is obviously to try and create that level of relationship amongst a fringe community. But I, I got my work cut out for me, but I like the challenge. So, so damn good. So good. Anything else, Allison? No, thank you for being my mentor. <laughs> right, right. I appreciate you endlessly Allison I have said it I try to text you as much as possible and just let you know but I I yeah. truly do you've you changed my life I wouldn't be doing this and you cannot, I mean I've said this to you before but in appointing me as your mentor you essentially instantly became mine I mean the two don't it's not a one-way street at all so you know I think that people that people seek a mentee actually, you know, to motivate them and learn from them and, and that sort of stuff. So I will gladly be your mentor and hopefully get better at Instagram in the future. (laughs) Somebody help me. Somebody reach out to me. (laughs) And help me. So, so, so good. You folks listening. Thank you. I know you could have been doing a multitude of other things and you chose to spend your time with us. And for that, we are both endlessly appreciative. Not going to ask for any subscriptions or anything like that. If you want to do it, you want to rate it, I'd love it. But I will ask if you're picking down what Allison's put, if you're picking up, excuse me, what Allison is putting down, if this resonated, if you're fired up, if you're ready for something better, Do me a solid and share this with somebody who you think it could help. That's it. All righty. Officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Allison and Maestro, 